Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of a show. I'm the show and this is Pete. Uh, today, so I went to the dentist about a week ago. It went horribly. Longtime listeners of this show will know I've had many dental travails over my years and it looks like I may be headed for some more. Uh, these are not my fault. I try, but it's unavoidable because of my genetics. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Obama, who may be my dad. I feel like he was sort of being posed as America's dad for a little while there. And now, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's up to. He puts out a list every year of like, these are my favorite books or summer reading list or whatever. And uh, mine are never on there until I Photoshop them on there. So fuck you, Obama. Uh, anyway... But in order to make myself feel a little better, I was like, what, what's a lighthearted take on the dentist that we could do? And I decided I made a list of a top 10. I'm going back to a classic format from five to seven years ago of top 10s. And uh, I wanted to do a top 10 things that um, dentists could do to make visiting the dentist less horrible. Now, this is not... Uh, stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, this would uh, uh, make it better in like, uh, I don't know. It's like not, look, the dentist is going to suck, right? I feel like that going to the dentist is not, it's never going to be fun. Um, unless you're a maniac. I guess there are probably some maniacs who enjoy it. I talked to one person who listened to the show and she was kind of like, well, your teeth are so nice and clean afterwards. And I was like, that's true, I guess. But I was like, also, though, I take really good care of my teeth in order to avoid horrible dentist appointments, which kind of diminishes the effect when you go to the dentist because my teeth were like 90% there at all times. And so then the, you know, the effect the dentist has doesn't seem as good, to be honest with you. So I could see enjoying the result, but I still feel that, you know, the dentist is never going to be an enjoy the journey situation. It's always going to be a, well, it, you just, you got to do it. Grit your teeth and do it. Grit your teeth and teeth into a night guard they make you one time and do it. So without further ado, uh, these are not in order either. So my first, my first idea was, uh, about showing a video about a medieval torture dungeon. Now here's the deal. The one I go to, they have a new office. And when you're in the actual dental appointment, there's, um, there's like a TV on the ceiling, right? And uh, they were showing, they used to show, you know, nature documentaries or HGTV, and now they show just basically YouTube drone footage of like Hawaii or something. And uh, I know it's YouTube footage because it goes to commercial every so often. So, you know, like a subversion of this is like maybe pay for the, the pro subscription, huh? The YouTube non-commercials or like just get a, a rotating video that doesn't have commercials in it for God's sake. Because I'm like, what's worse than being in the dentist chair forced to watch a commercial for insurance? But here's the thing. 
I was sitting there and I'm watching this and I was like looking at it. I'm not a beach person. I'm not a person who fantasizes about Hawaii, but I am a person who's like, well, I'd rather be there than at the dentist. You know, I'm not that crazy about Hawaii, but I'm also not that crazy, period. So I was like thinking, you know what they should put on this screen? Instead of being like showing me something like, wouldn't it be better if you were here? They should show something that makes me feel like, well, I'm not enjoying this, but it could be far worse. And I came up with Medieval Torture Dungeon. You know, whatever that thing is called, where they just like, (laughs) there was like a medieval torture thing where it was basically just a pit that you couldn't get out of. And they would just throw you down there and you would slowly die among, you know, a bunch of other corpses and probably rats and shit. Like it was just horrible. Everything about it was horrible. And I'm like, yeah, they should just show you know, medieval torture methods, and they always have those crazy drawings, those ink drawings that look like they're from Salem witch trial days or whatever. Um, They're actually probably a lot older than that. But, you know, and I'm always like, does someone draw these today? Because they're like, we need a a medieval-looking drawing of this thing. Or is that like a real thing that's always existed? I don't know. But that's what they should be showing me. Because then... I'd be getting my teeth cleaned and I'm like, I mean, there's minor discomfort here. But when I'm watching someone be put into an Iron Maiden, I'm like, eh, you know, (laughs) eh, eh. Okay, next, next idea. Um, They always, okay, when you get your teeth polished, they have different flavors. Um, Polishing seems to be basically brushing with a weird electric toothbrush and the flavors are are usually not good. I always get mint. And this one time, this last time, I was like, maybe I should try something else. You know, just mix it up. Or be like, what's your weirdest flavor? What's your least popular flavor? And then go with that. Just to kind of see. Just to add some variety to the experience. Give me something to look forward to. But um, I think that what they should do is not give you the flavor options, but say, I've got five flavors. I'm going to give you one. If you can correctly guess the flavor, you get 10% off your bill today. (laughs) They could do that, right? They could just be like, yeah, we're charging 10% less if you can correctly guess the flavor. I'd be like, I'm in. I would definitely do that because I'd be like, what's to lose? You know what I mean? Okay, I don't guess the flavor. And they give me some weird pina colada or mojito or whatever. And I'm like, "Eh, okay. But, you know, I do guess the flavor 10% off. And it makes it a game that I have stakes in. You know what I mean? Maybe next time I go, instead of saying, give me the fucked up flavor, I should just be like, okay, you know what? Don't tell me what the flavors are. Just pick one and I'll try and guess what it was. I'll see if I can figure it out. I don't actually know if I know what a mojito tastes like. So, uh, you know, that could be rough. But I don't know. If it, if it's authentic enough a flavor, I'd be like, I don't know, birthday cake, cookie dough, something? Anyway, I'm just like, how, how can you make it a little bit more engaging for me? Sitting in the chair. And engaging in a not oral pain way. You know what I mean? Any other type of engagement is preferable. Uh, Next is, 
I think they should get some covers for their chairs. Because every time I sit in the chair, it's like this ugly-ass beige chair that looks like it's from a minivan that was made in the late 80s that they were trying to make look futuristic. And it's like, well, that van never worked. It was like the Homer, and it never took off. It bankrupted some company, some car company. And so they were like, well, we'll just sell them all to dentists. You know what I mean? And we're, we're good to go. So I think they should make them look better. Either, either I think they should look more like professional and sleek, or they should look more um, crazy. You know what I mean? Like cats with pizza or something. I, it doesn't really matter. Or like even it would be kind of funny if you can get like, you know, custom photo printed seat covers, right, for your car. Why not get those? And it's like a picture of the dentist embracing you. So it's like you're laying down in the dentist's embrace. I'm taking you in my hands. Something. Just something? Print a joke on there or something? Just give me something. I just, whenever you see that like beige to brown leather, faux leather at the doctor's office or the dentist or whatever, it kind of immediately signals to me like, eh, here we go. This is not, this is not, you're not uh, gearing up for a fun time here. This is, this is going to suck. Okay, next. Each office should employ 10 dentists minimum. Because, like, every commercial is like, 9 out of 10 dentists recommend it. Right? And you're always like, who's the 10th one? And what's, what's his deal? So they should all have 10 dentists and you should be able to get on the website and be like, oh, here's a picture of him with his family and his dog hiking in the mountains. That's what every dentist's picture is in this town. But um, then there's like one maniac and his picture is like him hunched over what looks like he may be assembling a homemade bomb or something, you know, a very, very Unabomber kind of look to him. And it's like uh, his about me section is a whole manifesto and you're just like I don't know if I want to go with that guy but like I, I I'm I'm intrigued you know what I mean and then that way you've got at least the option and maybe always like the minor fear-based uh added excitement of what if my dentist they were like well he got the flu so you're gonna see Dr. Ted today <laughs> you're like oh god and then you're like, is that, is he the crazy one? Or is he the, any of the other nine? There's a one in 10 chance. Although it seems likely that Ted probably has a lot of open time in his schedule. Because I cannot imagine there are very many people who pick him, like, by preference. But there'd probably be some weirdos, right? And maybe that would help you get those, like, conspiracy nuts in there and stuff. Because he's like, fuck fluoride. That's that's mind control. I don't use it. <laughs> okay. Or, you know, he would make little jokes about adjusting the radios in your back teeth. Have you been getting a lot of static lately? Do you ever notice that your phone occasionally drops out signal, especially in the same place a lot of the time? Like you're in the same on the same road about the same mile marker and it drops. Out. That's well, I can fix that back here in your back teeth. Okay, next. I think that they should sell extracted teeth at the dentist's office 
And, you know, it's like a you share in the profits if it's your teeth. So it's kind of like a flea market for uh, teeth that they sell. Because my understanding is they mostly throw them out, you know, and they just get rid of them. I read this whole article once about a guy, maybe it was a lady, it doesn't really matter, a person who would go to dentists, he had a deal with a dentist's office, and uh, they would give all the extracted teeth, you know what I mean? And I think they were being sold like on eBay and Etsy for uh, probably goth weirdos to make jewelry out of, which is fine. I don't really see a problem with this. Because it's not like the teeth are being extracted for the purpose of selling them on eBay. It's like they're being extracted anyway and then just going in the garbage. So this seems fine to me. So what I think should happen, though, instead of... Because this was kind of an underground operation. It's a non-sanctioned operation. But I think what they should do instead is offer that you can put them... Basically, they have someone in the office. Some weirdo like me works in the office. I list the teeth online and then, you know, you, you share the profits. So we, maybe, uh, we wait to bill you or it applies to your next bill next time you come in. And, you know, I don't know what a bag of teeth goes for on eBay, but like, let's say 10 adult teeth goes for 10 bucks. Then you get a dollar off. Why not? It's your tooth. You grew it. You paid for all the food and stuff you ate that built that tooth. Why not? Why not get a little cash out of it? Plus, then you can kind of legitimize the tooth selling operation. You know, if you ever like looked for teeth to do crafts with online or to do various things with online, I don't know, rituals and shit. Um, it's always weird because you're like, how? what's the legitimacy of these teeth? You know what I mean? I buy it when it's baby teeth because I know uh, weird moms keep all the baby teeth, which is great and creepy. All right, let's see. Next. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big shift in that industry. And we would have to, like, make some new HR laws in, you know, the United States. But I think that the dentist, the way it should work. So I go, and then they're always like, okay, let's make your next appointment before you leave. And they're like, what are you doing on Thursday, July 1st? And I'm like, I guess going to the dentist. Like, I've, <laughs> I don't know who is like, oh, I have plans six months away, but I'm like, I, I have no idea. And they're like, well, let's just set it for, you know, and they're like, are Thursdays good for you? And I'm like, I mean, right now, sure. You know, six months in the future, I'm like, I don't know if you were like, why don't you come at Tuesday at 2 a.m.? I'd be like, yeah, that sounds fine. And it wouldn't be until five months from now that I'd be like, what was I thinking? Why would I agree to that? That is really dumb. It's like when you buy a flight, you know, you get your plane ticket and then you're like, why did I agree to leave the air? You know, when my flight's at 8 a.m., that doesn't sound so bad. And then you're like, I had to leave my house at five this morning in order to make that work. That was a bad idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I have all the same knowledge when I bought the ticket that I do now. Yet it just didn't seem like it applied to me. Maybe I thought I would be dead between now and then. So I was like, eh, it doesn't matter. Save $15. <laughs> Leave it an ungodly hour. So anyway, instead of doing it that way, they should just make the appointment for you. And then when it's your time to go to the dentist, what happens is they just come pick you up in a van, you know, at work or at home or whatever. You don't know it's coming. 
But you do, I mean, you have some idea. You're like, it's been about six months. But then they just come pick you up and they're like, hey, we're going to the dentist right now. And you're just like, oh, okay. Because that eliminates the anticipation of the dentist. You know what I mean? It's just, it's happening now. Here we go. It's, it's some spontaneity, which I think some people would enjoy. But for me, it's just like, you know, like the two weeks leading up to the dentist. And I'm trying to like not eat any sugar or do these various things and i'm like this is so dumb you know as if like well five months and 20 days of doing bad things should be fine as long as in the last seven days i do something like that should be fine so anyway i think i think that's a, a better way to manage that and you know you can have your tooth seller guy also be your van guy that seems like a perfect crossover set of duties you need a sort of uncomfortable weirdo for both of those jobs uh next okay something i've discovered through my dental journeys is that for like people usually 18 and under or 16 and under or 12 and under it's kind of like all dental treatments are on the table and covered by insurance but for some reason when you become an adult they're like, fuck it, you're on your own. This comes up for me a lot because they do a fluoride treatment, right? And it basically, they use like a nail polish. It looks like they're just rubbing white out on your teeth. But um, they put fluoride on your teeth. And they're always like, do you want fluoride? And I was, the first time I was like, I'm, should I want fluoride? Like, I, you're the dentist, I don't know. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it helps, you know, helps you stave off tooth decay and that kind of stuff and i was like great i'll do fluoride and he's like well there is a charge for it because you're you know not a child so for children they just do it and they do it for free but for adults it's 40 bucks so i mean i spend 80 dollars a year on fluoride which doesn't seem like a high amount but also i mean that boy that sure seems to be scraping the ceiling of my fluoride budget but, you know, the other bad thing about, like, the fluoride treatment costing 40 bucks is it puts me in the mode where I'm like, maybe I could just get my own fluoride. How, how expensive could this be? You know, and I was at first I was like, maybe they don't give it to people. But then I was like, well, why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? It's a little bit like a COVID booster where they were like, oh, my God, how are we going to schedule these out so that people who need them get them? But then what it turned out to be was like, oh, Nobody wants these. Ever you could just have them. I feel like we're two years away from them just being like, you could just buy a pack of ten at the grocery store or something. But like, so I, I always think about it. I'm like, could it cost eighty dollars to get enough fluoride to do a fluoride treatment? And then I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. Like what they're doing, I think I could do it. And then I'm like. Maybe I should do it, you know, once a month. Maybe that would be even better. And then I just picture, like, I go into the dentist after six months and I've been doing my own fluoride treatments. And they're just, they. I open my mouth and they're like, what have you been doing? What is, what is going on? And then I have to admit. So I thought I would just buy my own fluoride and I'm kind of a DIYer. DIY is something that most people do not involve in dental procedures i have done some diy dentistry orthodontia procedures not many 
I would clip the, so if you've ever had braces, basically you have what's called an arch wire. And it's like a long, it's like a paper clip that runs along the front of your teeth through all the brackets. As things uh, improve, what'll happen is like you get the wire changed out every so often. And so between times getting the wire changed out though, the wire kind of tightens. And what happens is in the very back of your mouth, there's like extra wire hanging off the end. And um, because things are tightening up and being corrected. So what I would always do though is you're supposed to either put wax on it and then just wait or go into the orthodontist and they'll cut it for you. I bought my own tiny wire cutters and clipped them myself, which was pretty dumb. I realized that the first time I did it because um, it means you're putting this tiny little, it's like a little pencil lead of metal sharp metal because you just clipped it is now in your mouth and you have to make absolutely sure that you do not swallow this thing but you know so you kind of like try and swish it around your mouth until you feel it and uh, do that it's it's a whole thing another time i lost a filling and there was kind of a cavern in my tooth and i filled it in myself with this product called dentemp which is basically a clay that you can put into a space where a filling has come out. And it's something that they have at like every Walgreens, probably every grocery store. And uh, God help you if you know about this product. You know what I mean? It's not a good situation. Uh, let's see. Next is make the office less fancy. Um, I don't like, because every time I go to the dentist's office, they my dentist just got a new office. And you sit in the waiting room and it's like a fancy living room with like a giant TV and like a little fancy looking fireplace. And they've got like a little, just, you know, all these little details and stuff. It's very modern looking and whatever. And I sort of get the idea of having a modern, clean looking office because that gives people faith that they're going to be engaged in a modern, clean procedure. And, you know, everything's fine. Like, I, I don't want to see a bucket of blood, uh, a, like an old mop bucket that's, like, crusty and gross. And a guy is just uh, futilely trying to mop up a huge pool of blood, right? I'm not saying let's go there. I'm not saying, like, I want to be in a saw warehouse or a uh, train spotting bathroom. I'm just saying if it looks less expensive... It can still look clean. It can still look modern. I would just like it to look a little cheaper. Uh, you know, like maybe one of the chairs put like a, a tape across it that's like, do not sit, chairs broken or something. And just have it there. Like, you know how you go to a Mexican restaurant that used to be a Dairy Queen and they've got a great breakfast burrito there, but like the there's one booth that's been broken for 15 years and it's like come off the wall. And they're just, it's not going to get fixed. It's just not. That's what I want at the dentist's office. Just a little something. Because when I see a room that looks that nice and expensive, I'm like, do you really got to charge me that 40 bucks for the fluoride? It seems like I need it more than you do. Based on your living room that no one actually lives in and my living room, based on your living room that I spend four minutes in twice a year, and my living room that I spend many hours in almost daily. 
I feel like I need the 40 a lot more than you need the 40. Uh, okay. Next is don't have the tools. When you go in, all the dental tools are laid out on this little metal tray. And uh, two problems with that. One is related to the fluoride, which I'm like, why, you know, uh, why lay it out like that? It just tempts me to buy the tools myself. I have many times considered buying my own dental tools. Because I'm like, I could do this, like, scrape along the gums thing, right? Like, I could pick my teeth with these tools myself. That seems like it would be useful to do every two months instead of every six. And, you know, I'm like, I could probably watch, like, YouTube videos and stuff and get it. And then I was like, this also seems like a bad idea, doesn't it? Um... It just seems like I would end up breaking things that are supposed to be there or scratching the enamel or just doing dumb shit that I'm like, well, you know, when I've done dumb shit of this type before, it was like, oh, I shouldn't have used that to clean the pot. And I scratched the pot. But this is like, well, now your teeth are fucked up. So that's part one of why I don't think they should lay the tools out. But part two is that that's like torture chamber shit. There are two times that you see the tools laid out like that. One is medical procedures, medical slash dental, and the other is a torture chamber. You know, they've got Rambo tied up and they're like, they've got this tool set laid out and you know, it's like shiny gleaming metal. And it's like, what is it? The idea is to make you think, what the fuck are they going to do with that? You know, it's intimidation tactic, right? Scare you. Why are they trying to scare me at the dentist? That's not what they should be doing. They should be trying to alleviate fear, lessen fear, reduce fear even. But they're like, here are the tools. I think what they think is like, it's like a relieving because it's transparent, right? It's like, oh, here's, here's what's going to be in your mouth. So you can take a look. Like we're not trying to hide it from you. But the truth is the tools are scary looking. You know, they're sharp, they're pointy, they're they're scary. And so it's like, I don't think this is working. Maybe what they also, and alternatively, they should lay out tools that look very non-threatening. You know, like you go to the doctor's office and they have that little triangular rubber hammer that they use to test your reflexes. And you're like, that's fine. I know that that's not, uh, that's not a harmful tool. That's not a pain tool. It's like just bumping into, I don't know, uh, not even, it, you know what it's like. So it's not a scary tool. So maybe they should have like that, like a bubble wand. I don't know, like a magnifying glass. Cause you're like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's not going to do anything to me. Um, let's see. I think I'm down to the last one already. Oh, where'd we go? I wrote this myself on a piece of paper and did not leave enough room. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but fluoride costs extra. The The change there is like dental care should cost less as an adult than it does as a child. Because as a child, you're just you're there if your parents take you there and you're not if you're not. As an adult, it's like I got to like make myself do this. You know what I mean? But also as an adult, you're like, I don't know. It feels like more important to take care of your body as an adult. 
Um, oh, all right. Here's the last one. They always have their diplomas in the hallway. The dentists have their many diplomas hanging in the hallway. And I don't care for that. I think I understand the idea. It's like, this is how I know they're not a fake dentist, I guess, who has set up shop here and uh, never told anyone that they learned how to do this because they bought the tools themselves and bought some fluoride and just learned from YouTube. Which I, I always wondered, like, I know back in the day that certainly seemed possible, right? If you lived in the let's say 1950s and you just move to a town and you're like, Oh, I'm from Indiana. I went to dentistry school out there. I don't know if anyone would know that you didn't and how they would know. Like what, what's to prevent that from happening. But today that seems pretty difficult to do. Although again, it's not like I ever actually looked up my dentist, which I probably should. Why not? Maybe I could expose a scam. I feel like, if I looked up every dentist in town, because there, there are like a million dentists' office in town, I feel like if I looked up every single dentist in town, eventually I would find somebody who was scamming. I just, I have that feeling. I don't know why. Also, I don't know why there are so many dentists, although I, it's got to be a profession that's uh, lucrative, but also, it's not like you're working at 2 a.m. Ever. You know what I mean? You like never ha You can decide when to work. You could be open four days a week. You can be like, ah, I take my last appointment at four. You know what I mean? I, we, we're just closed on Wednesdays. I don't know. You could kind of do whatever you want, I would think. Uh, and it seems like it, it's less pressure than being a doctor, I would think. Because, like, you know, an emergency room doctor or something. Because it's like, well, people are going to be dying. I think most of the people you see in the dentist's office, it seems pretty unusual to have a death in a dentist's office. They must have, like, a procedure for if this happens. You know what I mean? Like a code black. And they have, like, a, a sheet they put over you or something. Anyway, I don't need the diplomas in the hallway. I, you know, I believe you, but also... Um, it seems, it seems show offy to me. I'm like, oh, you think you're better than me? Better than, you know, Pete? I'm like, put the diploma in your office. You know what I mean? That's where a diploma belongs is in an office, not in the, not in the hallway. I guess I, I did also, I have a last bonus one, which is like, I, I don't understand why every dentist's office, all the, the rooms where they do the stuff are just wide open. So as you're going in to like sit and get your exam, you're like walking past a room where you can't like see the person in there. It's like there's a doorway, but no door. And the one that they that I go to now, there's actually a doorway on both sides of the room. You can kind of enter from the left or the right of the chair. Um, so you can't see the person in the chair or anything, but you could certainly hear when they're doing some like hardcore shit. One time I was there and I just... They were drilling and, you know, people were talking and it sounded like a very intense situation going on. And I was just like, this is not ideal. Be a little soundproofing here, I think, would go a long way. You know what I mean? Maybe a door isn't a terrible idea. Why not do this? I think they want to have no doors. It's probably easier, but also because it's like, well, that way 
it doesn't seem like we're doing, it seems like we're open and, you know, not doing weird shit. Okay, just have a door that has a large glass window inset into it. You know, one of those doors that's basically three quarters glass and uh, just has kind of a wood edge around the perimeter of the glass. Just do that because then I'm like, okay, it's bright. It's sunny in here. I can see that there's someone in there, but I cannot hear them being tortured the way I fear I'm about to be tortured. <laughs> you know, I don't know, something like that. Well, there you go. Dennis, I'm sure many of you were listening to this episode uh, anticipating the wonderful advice you would get because I know so much. But here's the thing, Dennis. I know a lot about being a dental patient, okay? You know a lot about dentistry, uh, probably finance, living life, healthy family ideas, emotional intelligence. But I know a lot about being tortured at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs>